This is AFCast, the video game podcast. And here's your host, Malcolm Shiver. Have you ever wanted to teleport out of a sticky situation in a multiplayer match? Maybe teleport up to a higher ground so that way you can get a better advantage on the enemy team? What about being able to spot really good items through walls and get there before the enemy or your team can get to those loot items? What about being able to pick up loot from 70 meters away and instantly have access to it to use against your foes? This week on AFCast, we will be talking about Apex Legends Season 5, Fortune's Favor. So first we're going to talk about the new legend, which is Loba. Um, So Loba is the brand new Apex character, and she has, uh, you know, her tactical ultimate and passive, just like every other one, and her passive ability is Eye for Quality. So this allows uh, her to be able to see epic and legendary loot uh, through walls, and she actually has the ability to ping uh, those items through the walls as well um, and the range of that is the same as her ultimate um, which I will explain in a second um, but her tactical ability is called burglar's best friend so she has this thing called a jump drive on her arm it looks like a bracelet um, she wears it as a bracelet um, and essentially she takes it off her wrist she throws it and you teleport to the location it lands Now, you are able to, while it's in the air um, being thrown, you can actually press uh, whatever your trigger button is, so left click or right trigger, um, and it'll instantly make the teleportation device go straight down to the ground, uh, which makes it very easy to get on top of rooftops quickly, um, or even just to hide or reach places in general. or even if you threw it too far, you can you can stop somewhere quickly. Or if you or if someone realized uh, kind of where you're throwing your bracelet, and they start looking to where you're gonna go, you can drop it down and have it be behind them. But honestly, when's that ever gonna happen? Um, but yeah, so her ultimate ability is the black market boutique. Um, so essentially, you place down this uh, spear or lance or I don't really know what to call it, honestly, staff of some kind um, that Loba carries with her onto the ground. Um, And it essentially creates a, uh, I mean, it's quite literally what it says, it's a black market. And so when you enter it, you're able to pick up any item that is within the same radius as your passive ability. Um, And essentially, uh, you can can pick up an entire stack of an item, so whether that is uh, just one, like, like, uh, throwable, so like an arc star, um, or picking up one weapon, uh, or you can pick up a stack of 60 of heavy ammo, even if there's like 115 or something like that inside of the uh, Black Market Boutique. Um, You can also only pick up, like... Um, I don't really know any other good examples for this, but anyway, you're able to pick up two stacks in total, whether that is one or 60, um, or however much any other item might stack. Uh, I guess it's like 24, um, sniper ammo as well. Um, but anyway, uh, 
the thing that is interesting about Loba is just her playstyle. Her playstyle is a lot more passive, yet also aggressive than any other legend in the game. Because she doesn't, like... You can play. You can't really play her just passively or just aggressively. Like, uh, like take Bloodhound for example. Bloodhound is definitely not a passive player. You definitely have to play Bloodhound like very uh, aggressively. Um, Pathfinder, for an instance, you can play either very aggressively or very defensively. Which now he's kind of been made more defensively, but I'll talk about that later. Um, but Lobo, you kind of have to play as both you can't play them as either defender or attacker um so like uh ones that are quite literally labeled as defenders so like uh caustic or watson who are able to place down traps um and then you've also got people like mirage who can be attack or defense once again um it's very universal for most if not one-sided um but with loba you have to play both because her black market boutique um, and her eye for quality allows you to stay behind because you don't really have the abilities to go into a fight. Um, so that part of it is very passive. But at the same time, you can get a lot of advantages a lot quicker with her teleportation ability. Uh, especially since it takes 35 seconds to cool down. And if you have the fast charge helmet, it takes 23 seconds. And you basically get it back at any moment that you actually need because usually when you use her jump drive um or her burglar's best friend whatever you want to call it uh you're usually not going to use it for about 30 seconds so it works almost perfectly for having this ability um because it either takes longer for people to get to where you are or in general it's just kind of i mean it would be really op if it was even 30 seconds instead of 35 seconds um, because this is instant teleportation we're talking about. Um, and one thing I will have to talk about with the teleportation is that if an enemy melees you, then uh, like right as you teleport, then they'll actually teleport with you, which is very, very weird. Um, but the enemy won't actually take damage when they teleport with you. It's kind of just a hit and teleport, um, but then you won't actually do any melee damage to them, which is kind of weird. Um but the thing I don't like about that is that teammates cannot do it. I don't understand how that is the case. I guess because there's no actual hit registration when it comes to teammates and uh, melee. Um, so the game probably just perceives it as them not hitting them. But it would be really nice if you could teleport with Loba. And maybe you can. But um, my friends and I tried it in the training facility. And we weren't able to do it on mul multiple tries. Um so we're pretty sure you can't but if you can then let me know it's just very unlikely for you to try and do so um because yeah we had multiple people try it multiple occasions and with us being enemies it worked perfectly but with us being teammates we never got it off um so i don't know what the case of that is i really hope that they introduce the feature that teammates could actually teleport with loba um, because one, that would make her stronger, because in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinion, um, she's not as strong as most legends. Um, I think everyone thinks that she's a lot stronger after playing her for a little bit uh, than when they first saw her abilities. Um, 
but at the moment i think it would make her just enough to be on the level with every other legend if teammates could teleport with her because people could start utilizing that a lot like if you're starting to push on an enemy team instead of a loba being up on a high rooftop like instantly and either she gets screwed over very quickly or your teammates get screwed over very quickly because they're on the ground or you're alone up at the top uh, immediately you'll have the full team up at the top and that could still mean instant doom for the entire team um, but at least it would be less likely for that to happen uh, and Loba is kind of a character that you have to play thoroughly to actually get good with um, she's not a very good uh, it's kind of like the difficulty ratings in Titanfall 2 with the different Titans um, Loba would definitely be the hardest one um, because she has a very high skill floor, um, but also a pretty high skill ceiling as well. Um, although they are fairly close to each other, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, so it's she's an interesting character to play. You can use her in a lot of situations, but the main case is just to get to a higher playing ground or to get up to people quick uh, quickly because her teleportation is very obvious. It's very easy to hear. It's very easy to see. Um, like, if you think of Wraith's uh, Void ability, um, then if you, like, amplify the streak that you can see when she's in the Void by, I don't really know how much, like, maybe three times, basically, it's it's perfectly visible. It looks like a jump trail um, when you're throwing it. Um, so it's very easy to identify, um, and it takes a second for you to actually do an animation to put it back on your arm. So it could, you have to play this very smartly when you use it. So you either have to use it in a moment where people won't be able to get to you if they do see it, or in a moment where people just won't see it at all. Um, and the same thing goes for the Black Market Boutique, because uh, obviously it takes a second to, one, for it to activate, and two, for you to actually get the loot you want out of it. And the thing about the Black Market Boutique is that it lets out a huge pulse when it goes off because it shows the radius um, like basically by creating a giant sphere around it. Um, and it's not visible after you do that, but um, one, it is obvious if you're not even near it as a player because you'll see loot floating. Um, and another thing is that on the map you can see it in that radius as well but if people see you set off a black market boutique it is very obvious they'll know where the center of it came from if they i guess no geometry at all um so yeah so it's she's a dangerous person to play but if you can figure out how to play her right and in the right situations she's really good uh like in a moment of crisis where you might have just finished off a team yet another team is coming after you and you don't really have time to go out and loot or you don't have the accessibility to go out in the open to loot you can throw down her black market boutique and it's really good for collecting the certain loot items that you want off of the ground now it does take a second for you to actually pick everything up it takes like a I think it is quite literally a second to hold down whatever button it is um, for whatever console you're playing to actually pick up the item. Um, and luckily, it's like picking it up off the ground. So if it's armor, it automatically puts it on you. If it's a, an, an attachment, it'll automatically put it on your weapon. Um, so it's not different in any way like that. Uh, you also have the ability that 
if your inventory is full that you can switch it out with something in your inventory and you don't have to like exit out of it, dump something out of your inventory and then go back into it. I will say though, she is very team oriented. Um, I think she would be good as solo, but one problem with her black market boutique is that like people will instantly take items. And so it's really good to talk through what you need um, and kind of allow your teammates to figure out whether it's more important for them to have whatever the loot is or for you to have it, um, especially in a team scenario where two people might have their armor, their blue armor full, but you have your uh, blue armor completely destroyed. And instead of them saving the like blue armor for you, uh, or saving like whatever purple armor or whatever is in the black market boutique for you. Instead, they take it immediately. Then you get screwed over as soon as people push up, um, because you you might not be able to pick up their blue armor immediately. That that can raise some issues. Um, but most of the time, I feel like that wouldn't happen as much unless you're playing her every single game. Um, but also, it's really helpful for you to know as a teammate where you're teleporting off to as a Loba because otherwise you can completely disappear away from the team and screw over your teammates or the Loba screws over herself. So it's in my, I mean, that goes, that can really go for any legend. You can really say that kind of stuff for any legend that they're really team oriented because this is a very team oriented game. Um, but in my opinion, Loba is just a little bit more on the team side than she is on the solo side. Um, once again, bring Bloodhound in. Like Bloodhound is very solo esque. Like he's very solo play style, um, and I guess a lot of them kind of are. But yeah. Anyway, before I keep rambling on about Loba, um, they also did a big map update for Kings Canyon. And the thing that kind of annoys me is that I wanted to wait um, to play or to like make this episode for when world's edge came out but then i realized that it's two weeks until it comes out after release so we still have about um another week until it's able to release a week in a couple days um actually i think it might be exactly a week i'm not entirely sure i can't remember when it, when it came out um but uh one reason that's annoying is because i wanted to let you know how good loba would be on that map um because I feel like she would be a very interesting character to play in the city environments, like um, either the Fractured City or inside of the Skyhook City. Um, one, because you're able to throw her teleportation device through windows, which can make it for very interesting fights in the city landscape where there are multiple floors to a lot of the buildings. Not to mention that you can throw her thing pretty high, so you can get to a lot bigger advantage points in um most of the buildings in uh world's edge than you would be able to in king's canyon um but the reason that they did make it two weeks only in king's canyon is because skull town and thunderdome are completely gone um, basically the map looks like it has crumbled and the water and the ocean has kind of taken that spot um and the reason for this is you, you'll have to watch the trailer for the actual season in order to understand um, why it's gone. But basically, a massive explosion <laughs> took out that entire area because um, there was some secret underground lab below 
the surface. Um, but there, instead of there being Thunderdome and Skulltown, there is a little facility called Salvage, uh, which basically is a giant crane holding the skull from Skulltown. Um, and you can actually find one item of loot in Skulltown, and we've seen anywhere from uh, a single set of shield cells to golden armor. So I have no idea what that tier of armor or like what that tier of loot is supposed to be, or if it's just a completely open, uh, like there's this equal chance for everything in the game. But um, salvage itself is, I don't want to say it's small, but it's enough for one team to loot fairly quickly. Um, but it has some fairly good loot to it as well. Uh, and then a couple other places that you have is capacitor, is capacitor, and then which is a huge area. Um, it's right next to where the Sing Labs uh, was uh, or is. Um, it's right next to that. It's a little bit west of that. And there's actually a tunnel going from right next to the portal in Sing Labs to Capacitor. Um, and Capacitor has a lot of these new things called charge towers. And essentially the charge towers take about, I think it's like five seconds for them to activate. And once you activate them, everyone who's standing within a certain radius actually gets um, their ultimate instantly. Um, which makes this really powerful for lifelines if they're able to claim the place. Um, and we have done that a couple of times where we have a lifeline and we go there. Um, but only problem is, is that since it's a really big area with some really good loot, a lot of people like to drop capacitor. So it's kind of a, um, I don't want to say it's luck of the draw, but it's more, it's one of the more challenging places to go, kind of like Skull Town used to be. Uh, and then there's one other place called the Rig, which is a new extension to um oh i can't remember what it's called i think it was relay is what it was called it was basically the area that's north of swamp um and essentially uh the rig will uh it's it's a fairly big area as well i think it's kind of trying to make up for what is missing at thunderdome and skull town in terms of map size um because the uh what used to be the giant square there uh inside of that area it is now completely gone and is now basically an entrance to this new area which also has a charge tower and it's got some fairly good loot it's got a lot of loot there too there's a lot of buildings uh there is kind of a main platform in the center of the area um and it's actually very fun to fight there but um one, one problem is that it's in the very corner of the map uh, so, and then not to mention that you're surrounded by areas like capacitor, uh, artillery, and swamp, which are fairly common areas for squads to go to. Um, so it's also a fairly dangerous place. Um, actually, pretty much all the new places are fairly dangerous because salvage is basically in the middle of the map, uh, especially with it being kind of... I don't want to say it's like just outside of... Um, what's it called water treatment but at the same time it kind of is it's basically on the east side of where the mountains used to be on the east side of skull town is kind of where salvage is um and it's all of them are good places to go um but all of them are fairly dangerous because all of them are also very good places to go um i'd say the salvage isn't as worth it as the other two are capacitor and the rig 
um, mainly because it just doesn't have a great amount of loot. Um, not to mention, uh, at least from my experience, not a lot of people go rig. I've had about a 50-50 experience with people going there, whereas most places you have about a 75% chance to eight to like 85% chance of people dropping with you. Um, so yeah, and I don't know if that's just because that area up there has kind of always been ignored, but that's my opinion at least. Um, and then a couple other places where they added charge towers. Uh, they added charge towers at the area that used to be called farm. Um, I think, yeah, they added one just outside of, I can't remember the place now. Um, that's just... That's basically on the far west of the map. That's just above the. That's just north of the airport. Um, for some reason, I can't remember that area right now. But uh, there's a charge tower right outside there. Um, I can't remember all the charge tower locations, but um, those are the main ones that I can remember. And I'm pretty sure those might actually be some of the only ones, because um, I don't really remember them anywhere else. Um, but yeah. And also, a weird thing that they added to this season is a season quest this time around. So Loba has brought a quest that is called the Broken Ghost. And essentially, it's her asking for the Legend's helps, except for Revenant, because she's trying to hide it from Revenant. And she's trying to get these nine pieces for a mysterious relic. And this is going to happen for the entire season. Um, cause like the last event is going to be 55 days from now. So it's actually probably going to happen about, uh, one of the last weeks before the next season comes out, which is very interesting, but also very annoying because in order to unlock these, you have to get an apex pack or like an apex treasure pack every single day. And the reason that you have to get it every single day is because you can only get them once a day. Um, and it resets uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so, or at least for me it does. I don't know if for different people it unlocks at different times. I'd assume they wouldn't do that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a very strange thing because they're very easy to find. And I think that's because since you only have the ability to get them once per day, they want to make sure that people can actually have access to them uh and access to the pve because they don't want to make it challenging for people to get to like do this quest line and stuff like that which i understand and i think it's nice that they're allowing more of the casual players to be able to still have this experience without absolutely grinding the game like you can probably get a treasure pack within your first game almost every single day um that is if you don't die immediately <laughs> um but they are fairly common there are times that they feel rarer than other times but Pretty much every game, uh, like at least every other game, I see them. Um, so that that is really nice in my opinion. Um, one of my friends doesn't like that it's that accessible, but at the same time, I feel like it's just like it's not meant to be hard to get at all. It's meant to be completely accessible to anyone who wants to, as long as they play the game every here and there, um, kind of a once a day thing because there there is also some cushion to it like because they're unlocking basically once a week uh the mode that these treasure packs unlock which i'll explain in a second 
but essentially have the ability to play these modes once a week um or a new one i should say unlocks once a week i'm pretty sure you always have the ability to play it um as long as you you know own the treasure packs for it but like the first one that just came out today um you needed five treasure packs for and uh there was kind of a cushion there since it was a two days that you can miss essentially that you didn't have to get a treasure pack um but you can get a total of 45 since you need to get those nine relics because um, it's basically f you need five for each event and so that provides a good cushion uh, and that's also the reason why this episode is a day late is because it just came out today and it's a um, the thing that unlocked was a PvE game mode and it's not that good in my opinion I think it has a lot of um, potential for it because it's very interesting because essentially for this PvE, um, and if you don't want spoilers to the PvE, then don't listen, but it is very short. Um, essentially, you drop just outside of one of the tunnels in, uh, that's up by artillery. You drop on the northernmost tunnel. And uh, the ring is kind of closed in, so you don't really have, um, like, the chance to go really anywhere else. Um, and you do have a time limit to do this. And essentially, you'll be attacked by the animals that you might have seen in Titanfall 2 campaign. Um, those kind of... I honestly don't know how to describe them. The dog-like creatures that will chase you around and have really good agility. Um... And as you go, the it technically gets harder, but it's really, really easy to do still. Um, but essentially, you find the relic, you have to defend it for a moment, and then you have to get to an evac ship. Um, so you don't have any PvP whatsoever. It's just PvE against these things. And the first ones you come across don't do a lot of damage, um, but they uh, take quite a bit of damage. Um, still not that much, honestly. It's about one person's health. Um one legend's health that is and then you have some new ones which only take 25 damage so a quarter of the normal health um so basically one shot by like most things that you'll be able to get um but they will do more damage um and the things that you get you start off with a thermite grenade a uh, p2020 and the mozambique and eventually you'll be able to find well well for one thing you'll be able to find the hammer point rounds for them you'll be there's a lot of there's just a ton of loot in this so it's really easy to find these hammer point things for the p2020 and the mozambique um and then as you get further up you'll find uh r99s and mastiffs instead um which makes your day just a little easier actually makes it your day a lot easier because then you, you're completely unstoppable basically um but you can find better armor uh, those are the only four guns you'll ever get, though, uh, at least this time around. Um, it was very easy, and it was very short, and a lot of people are hoping that the next ones, like, it, they just progressively get harder and harder. Um, but I'm pretty sure there's also supposed to be voice lines, but I think it glitched out for me. Um, but honestly, I kind of wish I just had released this yesterday, because there is no point in waiting for this PvE event, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah.
So once again, you have the season pass, or you have the battle pass for this season. Um, and there are some pretty good skins this game, or this this game, this season. Uh, you start off with three legend skins, um, and then also a legendary hemlock skin. Uh, and they all look very good. Um, and then obviously we get some more XP boosts, load screens, uh, what are they called, charms... Uh, even more skins even um, and some more apex packs as well uh, and you've also got the next ranked series as well so I don't think anything has really changed at all uh, I think it stays with the same thing as the trios or duos does where um, you're able to have uh, like where it's like a I can't remember what they what they said for the rotation. I think the rotation for the two maps are going to be the same as they were last season, which I'm pretty sure was every 12 hours or something like that. Um, but it does seem to match because we've been playing primarily ranked, and it's only been Kings Canyon. So I'm pretty sure the two of them are connected with kind of how they are, uh, which I don't think they were last season. I think last season, they some sometimes it was Kings Canyon, and sometimes it was... Uh, worlds like sometimes it was king's canyon for one and world's edge for the other and sometimes they were matched up um but don't take me <laughs> take me on for that for sure because they updated that in the middle of the season and i didn't play near the end of the season so i didn't i didn't really know much um about that season besides what was at the beginning of it um but they've also added a reconnect feature, which is really nice because now you won't get penalized for accidentally exiting the game. Um, but you will not be able to reconnect to the game if uh, you use like Alt F4 or if you do dashboarding. Um, and dashboarding is essentially like where you quit out of the game and so is Alt F4. It's just depending on whether you're on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, anything like that. Um but if you do it on purpose, then you're not going to be able to reconnect at all. But if you if your game just regularly crashes, then you'll be able to rejoin the game perfectly fine. Um, well, at least for the most part, you'll be able to <laughs> rejoin per perfectly fine. But this is really nice for us ranked players um, because now we don't get penalized for our games crashing and sure the game didn't crash as much before but now the game crashes a lot so it's it's really nice that they uh they actually added this feature especially this season because um i haven't crashed too much but my one friend has crashed quite a bit um and then at least everyone in my group has crashed at least three times uh which is frustrating um so it's it's fairly common uh, and it's fairly annoying as well. Um, but you're usually able to get back into the game before you get to whatever area you're dropping to. Uh, which is very nice because it basically kicks you out of the game right as you're entering it. So you will get a random legend, but at least you won't be completely gone from the game. Which is really nice. They also added something that I think is fairly cool. Uh, which is something that they call conditional legend chatter. Um, and so basically this is under like, uh, certain like groups of people. So like, uh, pairings, I guess is the best word to use. Um, you'll get different dialogue than what you usually would. So like for Revenants, um, 
for like Revenant and Loba, um, she doesn't say thank you at all, like to him ever. <laughs> and I think he even has one where if Loba becomes kill leader, then Revenant says that he always has two over her, which is mommy and daddy, which is very effed up. But thank you, Respawn, because that is amazing. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so now the different pairings with each other, they'll have different things, so that way they don't uh, not make sense anymore, if, if that does make sense. Because um, like, there were some weird lines sometimes where it's just... I mean, they'd make funny moments because like Pathfinder is very ecstatic, but uh, Caustic is not at all. So um, Caustic might, might say something a little bit weird or very dark or something like that and then pathfinder would just be like you're welcome but um they don't really do that as much anymore um though those moments were very funny uh but yeah it's it's kind of cool to go into um games with different legends in your group and hearing these new voice lines because now they don't feel as repetitive anymore um, unless you're playing with the same exact legends for your entire squad, um, then that would make sense. Um, but I want to mention that they basically made a new legend this season as well. And people will understand me if they've already heard about this change, but Mirage. Mirage is a completely different character now uh, because his passive ability of um, Now You See Me is his passive ability um like mirage will basically when he goes down he'll get cloaked and his mirage clone will spawn um and it uh so that is just the same thing that revive or that thing is the exact same but if you are using the respawn beacon or reviving a teammate uh that means that he is cloaked so and that includes the includes the teammate as well if they're reviving the teammate. So it makes him much better for reviving people or respawning people. Because, I mean, he goes completely invisible. Not completely invisible. Obviously, there's always a slight shimmer. But most people are not going to catch that when they come up. Um, and then he also has a basically a new tactical ability. Because the decoys now last longer. They last for 60 seconds, which I'm pretty sure I've seen them last for longer than that, actually. So I don't think that they're telling the truth about that. Um, but if you use it, it'll do the exact same thing it did before. It'll do whatever your action was in a straight line direction to, whatever, to wherever you set it to go. Except for now, if you press another button, whatever you bind it to... Um, then you're able to actually take control of the Mirage clone, and the Mirage clone will do exactly what you do. So if you look left, it looks left. If you crouch, it crouches. If you aim down sights, it'll aim down sights. And the only thing I don't think it does is switch weapons. I think that stays consistent, that it'll only have one weapon. But now it makes it a lot easier to fool people. I've seen so many more people fooled by my or my teammates' uh, clones than ever before uh, because they look so much more realistic because they look exactly like Mirage um, like and they look exactly like player movements because they are player movements just mimicked which is really cool and it makes him a lot more powerful than he used to be um, because before it 
it wasn't entirely obvious, but it was pretty obvious whether or not something was a Mirage clone. And a lot of people playing Mirage probably didn't even use his clone all that much. Um, but you, but yeah, it's just, it's really powerful. And his ultimate is even more powerful than his tactical ability. And he's so, so powerful now. It's just like, basically, it automatically mimics your movement now. So if you're running and you activate the ability, then if you are running and you start running left, then all of your Mirage clones will start turning left. Or if you turn right, they'll all start turning right. And so if you do this out in the open while people are shooting at you, they will get very confused, especially if you activate it instead of still going straight ahead you you turn right instead um because basically you have about a two second period of time um actually probably more like a second period of time where you actually go invisible but then after that moment uh you will become visible again and then all of the mirage clones will start taking action with you so basically it gives you that chance to get to the edge of their ring that they spawn around you before they start moving with you. And this makes it very powerful in the fact that it's completely like sometimes you're able to see it because like all the other Mirage clones are hitting rocks and one is like running up a staircase. Um, but most of the time it's a lucky shot that gets you killed um, or just a couple seconds of them trying to figure out which one it is or someone just absolutely spraying through all of them until they hit you um but it makes him a lot more powerful and it makes it it makes them a lot better for team playing um because now instead of no one shooting the clones that he spawned and just waiting for him to come back uh people are going to be shooting all of these clones and constantly revealing their position um which makes it a lot better if you're still playing with your teammates and you're not the last one alive. Um, but yeah, so a couple other legends that got some kind of uh, buffs or nerfs to them. Uh, you've got Bloodhound, where his sonar detection now is 4 seconds instead of 3 seconds, and it's decreased cooldown from 35 seconds to 25 seconds, uh, which is a lot better than... It used to be. It's a lot more powerful, um, but it is a lot more annoying for Bloodhound, for people who play Bloodhound who are randoms in the game and will set it off every time that they get it. Oh my gosh, it is so much more annoying now. <laughs> it is. It honestly kind of pisses me off. Um, but then you also have Crypto, where he has his drone, which can now ping banners uh, while in the drone um to warn teammates of nearby squads i'm pretty sure this is something that they're originally going to put in for crypto but they decided against it for whatever reason um but they also uh, buffed lifeline where the uh bin ratio um so like the special bins that she has where uh on the map where it gives extra med supplies um the bin ratio is now up 20% from what it used to be um, around the map, which is really nice, um, as Lifeline, that is, uh, because they also uh, nerfed the things that she gets from her care package recently. Um, and they've also removed the knockdown shields from the secret compartment as well. So with those nerfs, uh, whether that was from previous seasons or from this season, um, they buffed her up 
for the bin ratios, which is pretty nice. Um, and then you also have caustic, which friendly gas no longer slows down teammates. Oh my gosh, can I tell you how amazing this is? Like our team doesn't really play caustic that much. Like we mainly play caustic if we have challenges for him. But it's still so much better now from when we have played caustic because it's like it still feels caustic gas has always to me felt more disadvantaged towards uh having lower um mobility and sight than it was taking damage so having this removed from the teammates like having the debuffs removed from the teammates when they run through the gas makes caustic so much more powerful and i feel like he can now be used as intended before um because obviously before it was only caustic who could push people inside of the nox grenades but now caustic can actually be used how i feel like he was originally designed which is nox nox canister or nox grenade goes off and everyone pushes um which makes him a lot better of a trap operator and um Also, caustic traps won't be triggered through doors or through walls anymore, which is really nice. Uh, you actually have to get inside of its radius um, with a clear, not a clear view, but within a clear, I guess, path is the best way to say it, um, for the actual caustic trap to go off. So it makes it a lot nicer, um, but also a lot worse because one thing that was nice was that you could walk up to a door to set up a caustic trap if there was one on the other side. Um, but now as well, it doesn't take only running past a door to set it off. So there's there's two sides to that. And I think the um, the fact that they took it away is a bit weighs out the good more than it did the bad. Um, so yeah. Now Octane as well, his jump pad uh, or his launch pad or whatever you want to call it, has been reduced to 60 seconds from 90 seconds, uh, which is a lot nicer than it was before. And I think it allows him to be as mobile as they intended him to be in the first place and also makes him more on the same level as most of the other legends in the game since Octane is, a fairly, um, pass is fairly passive when it comes to his utility um, because, once again... Um, like Octane doesn't have any directly offensive stuff. It's kind of a just get to the next location quicker, whether that is by jumping on the launch pad or sticking himself with the syringe. Um, but now the now that the launch pad is there and it is more accessible, um, I feel like his main purpose has been uh, given, I guess, more chance to appear itself, I guess, is probably the best way I can put it. Um and Gibraltar's dome shield which is very powerful it's only six seconds difference but his dome shield is now 12 seconds instead of 18 seconds which is very powerful for Gibraltar um and I think this was because the other season they nerfed his uh ultimate to not do as much damage uh so I think this increase or I guess decrease in the time makes Gibraltar a lot better than what he was before um, because there was a good period of time where people didn't like playing Gibraltar um, because his uh, like bombardment that he had I don't know I don't remember what it's called 
um, was not nearly as effective as it used to be. Uh, but now uh, he is a lot better um, and a lot nicer, and I'm sure people will start picking him up more again if they realize that his dome shield has been reduced uh, in time-wise. I think it would still be wise to, I guess, I I don't know. I said I guess it would be wise to upgrade his damage still on his ultimate, but I think now with this dome shield, it is fairly decent now. Like, it's on the same level as most of the Legends, but I'm not sure. I, I would have to play him more to really get a feeling for that. Um, but Pathfinder as well has had a... He's Actually, I think he's the only one who's had a nerf. Um, Pathfinder's had a pretty big nerf where his grappling hook has now been increased in time from 15 seconds to 35 seconds so that's a 20 second difference so think about that six second difference for the dome shield and how powerful that is and then relate that to the grappling hook being increased to 35 seconds and now this is to match loba's teleportation ability which is also 35 seconds so i think they're trying to limit that enhanced movement uh, and quick movement uh, to 35 seconds but the only thing that confuses me is that octane's ability is not like that at all um so that's the one thing that kind of intrigues me about that. Uh, and I think that's because Octane's a lot easier to hit than uh, Pathfinder is when he is, you know, flinging himself away. And then obviously uh, Loba doesn't actually have to travel. She just instantly disappears. Um, so I think that might be the reason. But at the same time, I think I feel like uh, 25 seconds would have even been a pretty big nerf to Pathfinder, and I feel like that's something that they should have tried out first before they nerfed him by 20 seconds. Because I've got a feeling that same thing with Gibraltar, where he his uh, bombardment was nerfed, and then they buffed his shield. I've got a feeling that Path Pathfinder's one of Pathfinder's abilities is going to be uh, buffed um, after this season, because that is a hard nerf on Pathfinder. Um, it doesn't make him nearly as offensive as a character as it used to be, um, or even as good. It's now he's more of a passive aggressive type uh, type legend than like that Loba is right now, um, and I think that's what they were trying to do. But at the same time, that's also pissed off a lot of people. Um, and I think part of that as well is because so many people picked Pathfinder. Pathfinder probably had one of the highest pick rates in the game, uh, especially in ranked play and pro league play. So I think they wanted to take it down to make other legends um, more used during those two things, which kind of annoys me. Uh, and I don't like that, that they did that at all. Um because it feels like it is for that reason. Um, at the same time, I feel like they maybe should have nerfed it time-wise, but I don't think they should have nerfed it 20 seconds. So there's that. They've also changed how some weapons work. Um, so for one thing, they uh, nerfed the Mastiff and buffed the Peacekeeper. And the reason this is is because they switched out. So the Mastiff is now a regular weapon you can find, while the Peacekeeper is a gold weapon you can find in care packages. Um, so of course that means reduced ammo, but that also means that an instant precision choke is on the Peacekeeper, which is really nice. 
not to mention the best shotgun bolt that there can be, which reduces the spread of the shotgun. Um, and then you can also get some of the new fully kitted gold weapons that you can find around the map, which is the longbow DMR that has come along with the old uh, skull piercing rifling that used to be in the game, but was then switched out for the hammer point rounds. And hammer point rounds have now been taken out of the game. So no more R3 or flatline snipers anymore. Um, but yeah, so you can find a fully kitted uh, longbow DMR with the skull piercer uh, rifling on it. And then you can also find a fully kitted hemlock, which is amazing. The fully kitted Spitfire, EVA 8, and also the RE45. Um, all of these are very good gold weapons. I'm actually not so sure about the RE45. And the Spitfire sight is the one to two times, which I know is a very liked, but also unliked sight in the game. Um, but honestly, that goes for most sights in the game. So I think the only one that's uni universally liked is the two times. Um, and probably the one time since it's basically the same as the two times, just not zoomed in at all. Um, but yeah, Spitfire has that one to two times sight, which might lure some people away from actually taking the golden Spitfire. Um, I know it kind of lures me away because I really do not like the one to two times. But then again, I'm also trying to get used to uh, the other sights in the game. Um, but yeah. So for Massive and Peacekeeper, they uh, for the Massive, they reduce the damage to 13 per pellet uh, damage, that is. Um, the Headshot Multiplier has also been severely reduced from 2 times to 1.25 times. Um, and then they've also reduced the fire rate, not that much. And they've also increased the amount of ammo from four to six. And for the Peacekeeper, they um, reduced the rechamber time uh, from 1.2 to 0 0.9 seconds, uh, which is very nice. And then they've also reduced the reload times as well uh, for about 0.2 seconds. Um, so that's not that great. <laughs> Um, but it's still an increase either way. The Peacekeeper is already very powerful, so they didn't actually change that much. The main thing that they changed was that they tightened the bullet spread pattern even more, um, which makes the, uh, the better bolt plus the, um, precision choke really powerful on it. You can hit all pellets within a, probably a wingman shot type span. Um, cause heavy bullets are te technically have a bigger hitbox than light ammo bullets do. Um, but yeah, they've also changed a few things like, um, a lot of thing. a lot of people think that the Havoc vertical recoil has been, uh, like the, cause you've got the vertical recoil and the horizontal recoil has increased, um, a lot and a lot of people notice it, but a lot of people don't notice it. Um, so that's one thing I kind of wanted to point it out that I kind of wanted to point out. I don't really notice a difference at all when I'm firing it. And I don't know if that's just because I'm one of those people who used the have the havoc still. Um, sadly, they still have not brought back the, uh, turbocharger and that's because the devotion is still a care package weapon. Um, but yeah, they also reduced the headshot damage uh, for both the longbow and the wingmans and, uh, with the new skull piercer rifling. Um, not to mention they already did a crap ton of damage uh, when it came to headshots. Um, 
it wasn't by much though uh like for the headshot scale for the longbow it was only by 0.05 and then the for the wingman it was by 0.1 um but they did add the skull piercer which makes their stuff go up by about uh, 0.5 or 0.4 for the longbow and then 0.25 for the wingman uh which kind of annoys me that for the longbow it does more than the wingman but what are you going to do about it? Both of them are still a lot better now with the uh, headshots. Um, but yeah, they also changed how gold armor works, which kind of annoys me because I don't like the new system. Instead of it being a fast use type of thing, where instead of a med pack taking uh, like 5 seconds to use, it took 2.5 seconds, or like the Phoenix kit taking 10 seconds, it took 5 seconds instead they made it that way it only increases syringes and cells by one bar so essentially instead of syringes and cells only upgrading you 25 percent of your armor or um or tw- i should say 25 of your armor or your sh- or your health because you have the evo shield so that wouldn't be quite 25 percent um it only upgrades 25 but with this gold armor on it would heal you up 50 instead um so that kind of lures people away from taking up med kits and uh batteries which kind of annoys me and then it also makes it so that way phoenix kits um don't get any buff whatsoever and i think that was because i think that was because fast use was really powerful um, but at the same time, this new gold armor is just not worth it at all. Like, now I'd much rather have the red Evo shield, a full red Evo shield, than I would have a gold shield. And honestly, I wouldn't even bother going out of my way to get a gold shield anymore from a purple shield. Um, it's honestly not that much better. You don't notice it that much in battle, um, because most of the time when you're healing, it's when you're either in a good enough break to use a med kit or a... Uh, battery or you're done with the fight so you can just take all the time you need to for healing so most of the time it's not really applicable it doesn't feel like but yeah um but those are all of the intended changes for it one big change that a lot of people are frustrated about and pc has basically completely gone off the radar now uh, because of this change and that was that the hit registration is absolutely terrible right now. Um, so is server connection, uh, like I mentioned earlier. Like right now, it's a lot more common for people's for people not to connect to matches uh, right off the bat. Um, and not to mention that more servers are being laggy than they used to be. Um, and I honestly don't know what the cause of this is. But another huge issue right now is hit registration. Um, a lot of people feel like 25 to 50 percent of their shots are actually missing people um and i feel like 25 percent is more accurate but for people who have a worse connection to the internet uh this is actually severely increased um to around 50 percent um which makes it a lot harder for people who were just able to scrape by playing before to now making it uh, completely client side towards the other person's favor and making no hit registration even possible um so it's it's really frustrating right now um and I, we, everyone really hopes they fix it uh i'm pretty sure console right now is down about 
20 to 30 percent of its of its players but pc basically only has 20 to 30 percent of its players remaining um because controllers are have now completely taken over uh the game because controllers actually make it more likely for you to hit someone and stay on target with someone than it is for pc to use a mouse and stay on target and hit someone um so i honestly don't know what you did to your game respawn but everyone really hopes you fix it soon because we all love you but you're kind of making it feel like rainbow six siege right now (laughs) and like if i'm going to make this a if I'm going to make this a comparison, then it would definitely be a comparison to Rainbow Six Siege, which is really sad because Rainbow Six Siege has had their game out for five years and still hasn't done anything about their issues. So please don't become Rainbow Six Siege. Please fix your stuff, um, even if it's by mid-season. I think everyone's hoping that it's not by mid-season because that would still be very bad and you would not be getting a lot of your players back. But if it's that, then I'd still be happy. Just don't make it by next season. I don't want to wait another 14, 15 weeks, however long it is, um, for you to come out with an update that fixes the game. Um, But yeah, that's what I have to say. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, If you want to support this podcast or if you want to support our streams, uh, YouTube channels, anything like that, uh, make sure you check out our Patreon. You'll be able to get early access, uh, access to Q&As. You'd also be able to get access to uh, bonus episodes as well. Um, So yeah, definitely make sure you you sign up to that. Um, But besides that, game on. Find AFCast on Instagram and Twitter, at AFCommunity, for any updates on future podcast episodes. If you want to join the community Discord, Find the link in the description or on the website, afcommunity.com.